0: Welcome back to the Grace and Wrath Podcast. If you're new to the show, welcome. In this series, we're telling Bible stories in chronological order and adding tips and commentary to help you share the gospel more easily and effectively. Today's story is Jehoshaphat's victory. Jehoshaphat was 35 years old when he became king of Judah. He ruled for 25 years. He set up an educational system, established justice in the land, and reformed the legal system. Things were going well in Judah until suddenly the nation of Moab, Ammon, and Edom decided to unite together and fight against Jehoshaphat. A massive army moved from the east side of the Dead Sea to En on the west side. Jehoshaphat was afraid, so he sought the Lord's help. He sent out a proclamation saying that everyone was to fast and seek God's favor. The people responded, and many went to Jerusalem to be with their king and pray with him. A huge crowd went to the temple and stood before the Lord. Men brought their wives and children, so entire families prayed together and sought God's help. Jehoshaphat stood before all the people and prayed to God. He said, O Lord, you're the God of heaven. You're the one who gave this land to your friend Abraham. You control all power and might. You said we're to trust you when we're in trouble. Look, the Moabites and Ammonites have gathered a massive army and have come to destroy us. We have no power to fight against them. We don't know what else to do but look to you. Suddenly the Spirit of God came on a prophet. He said, Hear what the God says to you. Don't be afraid of this vast multitude. This isn't your battle but mine. Tomorrow go against them. You'll see them coming, but you don't have to fight them. Get in position, but stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Don't be afraid. I am with you. Jehoshaphat bowed down and put his face to the ground, and the people did the same and worshipped the Lord. Suddenly the Levites stood and started praising the Lord God with a loud voice. In the morning the men got up early and went out to face their enemies. Jehoshaphat told them, Believe in the Lord and you will be successful. He then appointed people to sing to the Lord, then went out to the front of the army singing, Give thanks to the Lord, His faithful love endures forever. As the people shouted and praised the Lord, suddenly their enemy became confused. The Ammonites and the Moabites turned on those from Edom and totally annihilated them. They then turned on one another and kept killing until every man was dead. When the army of Judah arrived on the battlefield, there was nothing but corpses lying on the ground. No one had escaped. Jehoshaphat told his people to gather up anything of value from the dead bodies. They found that their enemies had carried a large amount of valuables into the battlefield. There was so much that the people gathered for three days. Finally, they couldn't carry any more. They met on the fourth day, just to praise God. Then they returned to Jerusalem with Jehoshaphat at the lead. Everyone gathered at the temple to once again praise the Lord with great rejoicing. All the nations around Judah heard about the great victory God had given his people. They were all terrified of the Lord, and none of them attacked Jehoshaphat as long as he lived. So there was peace in the land, and all was quiet. I'm going to read a few verses in Second Chronicles, chapters 19 and 20. First, uh, let's start with chapter 19, verses 5 to 7. Then he set judges in the land throughout all the fortified cities of Judah, city by city, and said to the judges, Take heed to what you are doing, for you do not judge for man, but for the Lord, who is with you in the judgment. Now, therefore, let the fear of the Lord be upon you. Take care and do it. For there is no iniquity with the Lord our God, no partiality, nor taking of bribes. The judge we must face on judgment day is perfect, holy, and righteous. He is without iniquity, and he will not be bribed. Celebrities, famous politicians, the rich, and of course our adored sporting figures that uh, don't impress God, but they do impress humanity. God shows no partiality, as Peter affirms in Acts 10, 33, and 35. Now let's read verse 7 in chapter 20 of Second Chronicles. Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend, forever? Well, a question that may come up when you're witnessing, talking to someone that's not well read in the Bible or just walking in the world, they might say something like, I thought God was supposed to be our friend, not our enemy. Well, this verse is pointed to a lot. Most people are shocked to learn that the Bible doesn't paint God as a friend of humanity. That picture doesn't go with their image of God. But the Bible makes it clear that our sins alienate us from Him and paints a picture of a wicked and guilty criminal before a good judge. Colossians 1.21 describes the lost as alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works. Romans 8, 7 says that the carnal mind is enmity, which is in a state of hostility, against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. The unregenerate mind spits blasphemy out of an unclean mouth. We are filled with rebellion toward God and specifically His moral law. Jesus said, You are my friends if you do whatever I command you, John fifteen fourteen. It is essential to note the second part of the verse. We are enemies of God as long as we are friends with His sinful world. If you haven't already, I encourage you to heed the Lord's call, turn from your sins, believe the gospel, and receive the gift of salvation that Jesus is offering you right now. If you like what you're hearing, please like and subscribe to the program, and please consider giving us a good review. It really does help. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Grace and Wrath, and on the web at graceandwrath.com. Thanks for listening. This is Mark signing off for now. So ride hard, pray often, and talk about Jesus wherever you go.